take a deep breath and remember there's a power breathing you. This is your space of sanity in an evolving world where we learn about spiritual law and how to apply it to our lives in a way that is practical and life-changing. This is where we remember truth to make the world a better place one person at a time. I'm Claire Lotier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified life mastery consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. When once a great yogi was asked, what is enlightenment? He simply replied, no stress. <laughs> Such a simple answer. Imagine living your life totally relaxed. Can you conceive of that? Waking up in the morning feeling cozy and at home in your own skin, grateful for the gift of another day, feeling peaceful and serene without intrusive thoughts of worry, doubt, and anxiety, following your bliss during the day and doing what feels right and natural to you because you're surrendered to the flow of life and living from that presence within you, naturally fulfilling the functions to which you are most suited in joyful service to others and knowing that by your simply being who you really are, your life has deep meaning and purpose. Imagine a world where most people were living at that level of harmony and being true to themselves. It would be a pretty different place, wouldn't it? <laughs> to me, that's heaven on earth. <laughs> that's the world that I envision in my mind. Well, we're not there yet. Most of the people I talk to in my work are stressed to the max and feeling burned out on life. But right now, we seem to have to get to that point in order to fully embrace change. Whenever I talk to someone who's at the end of their rope, I'm aware that they are at a point of tremendous power and potential and that they have everything within them already to go from feeling burned out and overwhelmed to blissfully reborn. We have to decide that enough is enough, that we no longer wish to create any more suffering for ourselves and others. Most people require hitting some kind of bottom before they make that decision, probably because we've been so conditioned to believe that suffering is necessary for growth. We're not yet at the point where we simply decide to become who we really want to be and step lovingly and easily and gracefully into a higher level of functioning. So we've been talking about how we often make life harder than it has to be because of the way we think about things and see things, because of our paradigm. That was the focus of our last episode. We've been talking about how the whole of humanity is experiencing a paradigm shift right now, and how whenever that occurs, there are birth pains. There seems to be a lot of chaos, turmoil, and conflict, and on the level of fact, this is true. The old systems are falling apart right before our eyes, and the unpredictability of our situation globally can feel very destabilizing. 
At another level, we can see this is all being part of a higher order of evolution. The world of form, that world that we experience with our senses and that we consider to be real, knows only one constant and that's change. Forms arise and they fall away continuously. And anyone who's lived long enough witnesses the inevitable impermanence of all things, people, and situations. We experience pain and suffering to the degree that we cling to what is dissolving or fearfully anticipate what might arise next. Whatever's happening on the collective level is merely a reflection of the individuals who make up that collective. So those of us who live on this planet right now, we're part of this paradigm shift. Whether we want to be or not, we got no choice. And the shift of the paradigm is really a shift in frequency. It's as if the planetary operating system has been updated and thus each of our own operating systems, because we're all connected to the motherboard, is being entrained by that upgrade. What happens when we undergo an energetic upgrade depends on the person. But one thing's for sure, it brings up the shadow. It brings up everything that's in resistance within us, everything that's unresolved. It brings up that which prevents us from currently experiencing higher states and higher levels of functioning. And when this happens, it can seem like something's wrong, like everything's going, everything's going bad, you know, that we've taken a step backwards or we're being sucked into habits or feelings that we thought we dealt with. It can be like a dark night of the soul. There can be tremendous feelings of pressure or heaviness or density that come with this inner reckoning, right? That the, the inner conflict becomes intolerable and the paradox must be resolved in order to move to the next level. So that's what we're in right now. Old ways of functioning, old ways of being, old ways of trying to solve problems, well, they have to be released because they've become obsolete. It doesn't apply anymore. And often we don't yet know what the new way is, so we feel scared. We feel lost and at sea. But this is an opportunity if you see it that way. One of the major shifts that we're making individually and collectively now is understanding that we experience a reality of our own making. And we're discovering the degree to which we resist or accept this fundamental truth. Now, we know that this is a law of the universe. Physicists have shown that the observer of an experiment affects its outcome by expectation and intention that atoms behave differently when they're being watched. Our access to so much information allows us to see this borne out in social media, for example, where the fragmentation of society along lines of shared paradigms and belief systems and the conflict between those who hold these various positionalities makes it clear that different people are living in vastly different worlds. We experience a personal reality, a personal economy based on our perception, on our worldview. And our perception is determined by our paradigm. This is the law. Everything we experience in our reality is a product of our consciousness. We can't experience anything but 
the contents of our own consciousness. There's no escaping this central truth of existence. Neville Goddard said it many years ago, man's chief delusion is his belief that there are causes other than his own consciousness. So what about you? Have you fully accepted this in your own life or are you still trying to negotiate? To live a life of grace and ease, we must come into alignment with the laws of existence, the universal spiritual laws that govern life itself. The planetary paradigm shift that we're in, in the midst of right now, is requiring us to come into that alignment more fully, to live with more integrity. And if you have some degree of spiritual awareness, if you're interested enough in your growth to be listening to this podcast, for example, you already know it's becoming more and more painful to be out of alignment with yourself, capital S. (laughs) We could also call that the Dharma, the way, the law, God, whatever you want to call it. And life is showing us the areas where we are out, where we're coming from some form of unconsciousness. We have the free will to choose whether we go towards the light or away from the light. And the universe honors whatever choice we make equally. We aren't loved any less by creation when we choose to go away from the light because the freedom to decide that was given to us by the creator. But we experience more pain and suffering and negativity in accordance with our degree of resistance to our true nature. So we eventually realize it behooves us to align ourselves with truth rather than falsehood, not because we're compelled to do so by forces outside of ourselves, by human laws, but from the inner devotion to the truth and a commitment to create no more suffering. Now, I'm not talking about a moral stance regarding behavior, but rather the cultivation of an attitude towards all of life that reflects our awareness of the oneness, the wholeness of all that is. What appears to be other is in fact our own self. The truth is that we are all extensions of one divinity appearing in myriad forms. Now, of course, this is only theoretical or a belief until it becomes true for you, which is why it's more helpful, and this is what this series is focused on, it's more helpful to let go of trying to live by impossible spiritual standards and instead focus on understanding and dismantling the unconscious guilt, shame, and negativity of the ego first. See, there's no point in trying to adopt spiritual attitudes of love and peace when you haven't understood the nature of the ego and our programming, because that very programming makes us unable to authentically embrace spirituality, right? Because then we end up pretending or we end up, um, that's what the spiritual ego is, right? We believe that we should be more spiritual, so we try, but we fail. You can't love your neighbor as yourself while the ego is running the show. That's the last thing it wants. It lives in judgment. It stays alive through conflict. 
It doesn't love your neighbor. So there's no point trying to love your neighbor and then make yourself wrong when you fail to do so because the ego is running your life. It's, <laughs> that, would be, that would be normal. Instead, it's best to dismantle the ego by understanding its mechanism first. And as it falls away, your true nature, which is naturally loving, shines forth. Then you don't have to try to love your neighbor. You just do. Because it's really who you are. We can make personal shifts in our own lives that will help us do this, to begin to dismantle the ego. And one of the practical tools we have at our disposal is what I call radical responsibility. Radical responsibility is taking responsibility for everything, absolutely everything in our experience across the board. That's why it's radical, because it applies to everything. Now, radical responsibility means I own everything in my experience of reality as my creation, whether I created it consciously or unconsciously. And it doesn't matter that there are other players involved or that things that seem to have just happened. I still own it, and I take responsibility for it. It's in my experience and therefore, it can't be wrong. Nothing random exists. Now, a lot of people hear this and they start to resist it because they confuse responsibility with blame. Okay, that's not what we're talking about. They think that it means that instead of blaming other people in the world for the situations in their life, that now they have to start blaming themselves. No. What it really means is taking responsibility for our thinking. Okay, so if you're burned out and emotionally overwhelmed right now, it's not because of outside circumstances. It's because of how you think about those circumstances. So what you can do is own that and take responsibility for your thinking because it's our thinking that generates our results in our reality. See, when we believe that life is random and things are happening to us, we don't have any power. We make the circumstances of life more powerful than us. We make them big and we make ourselves small. We disempower ourselves when we blame conditions and use them as our excuse for why we're stressed and overwhelmed. Now, the truth is most people think this way. It's so common, we just accept it. So it's no wonder that that's how, that's how we saw things, right? The problem is that this kind of thinking makes everything in life worse because feeling powerless in your life is very stressful. To be completely dependent on things outside of ourselves going well so that we can feel secure means that we are disconnected from our essence. Being disconnected from our essence is a recipe for burnout. Taking radical responsibility makes everything in your life better because it empowers you. When you take responsibility for how you think, you realize you create everything in your life according to your thinking. So whether things get worse and you feel more and more depleted and burned out, or whether things get better and you feel more and more peaceful and joyful is entirely dependent on your own thinking and the way you choose to see things.
So how do we make the shift to radical responsibility? Well, there's one thing you have to be willing to give up, and that's blame. As long as you believe your life is happening to you, you cannot grow. You must be willing to let go of victimhood. You must be willing to let go of blame. However much it might seem that something in your life is someone else's doing or is being visited upon you from the outside. Many years ago, my beloved father was killed in a traffic accident. He was on his bike, training for a triathlon on his usual route after work. That day, there was a moving van parked illegally in the bike lane around a blind curve in the roadway. Someone had actually noticed that it posed a potential danger and had already called the police. As a matter of fact, the police officer was on the scene when my father came flying around the curve on his bike with his head down. She was putting the traffic cones down on the road to warn people that there was an obstruction. Only she had started putting the traffic cones down in the wrong direction, starting from the front of the van instead of from the back. She was new on the job. What happened next was that he crashed into the back of the moving van at full speed and was killed instantly. Now, we could say, from the point of view of ordinary consciousness, that there's plenty of blame to assign in a situation like that. We could blame the moving company for parking improperly. We could blame the police officer for her inexperience. We could blame the manufacturer of bike helmets, or my father for having his eyes on the road, or the direction of the wind, or anything else we could think of. In fact, there was a moment in the lawyer's office afterward when it was suggested to us that we could sue the police department. And my mind flashed to a voice of indignation at that moment, and I experimented with blaming the police officer for the death of my father. If only she'd used her common sense. If only she'd had better training. If only they'd sent a different officer to the scene that day. If only she'd started from the back as she should have, and so on. But as quickly as that voice came into my awareness, it evaporated because I knew the truth. There was no one to blame. It was his time. I'm telling you this story because it's the kind of thing that happens every day. And it's easy to look at it emotionally and make up a narrative about it and refuse the responsibility for it. Now, not direct responsibility for his death, obviously, but responsibility for the fact of it as now being part of our lives and the lives of all the people who were touched by the incident. Radical responsibility in this case meant accepting that what happened simply happened and that it couldn't be undone. For me personally, it meant taking responsibility for my thinking about the situation. It meant offering no resistance mentally or emotionally, to the fact of it. It meant response ability, the ability to respond to the situation with wisdom and forgiveness, rather than reacting out of anger and grief. It meant accepting a larger context 
of a multiplicity of factors that came together perfectly at that moment to provide the means for the soul who was my father to transition from matter to energy, to provide the means for huge learning about loss for us as his family and for all of his patients because he was a psychiatrist, to provide the means for a seismic shift in perspective for me and how the pain of that early loss resonated through my whole life and informed all of my choices for better and for worse. Radical responsibility is an act of surrender to what is. It's understanding and accepting that there are an infinite number of contributing and confluent factors in any and every situation, and that it is literally beyond our capacity to understand why things are as they are. In fact, why is a pointless question. Nothing is causing anything else. The reason why for anything is the entire history of the universe up until now. Everything that is, is a consequence of the field of infinite intelligence and everything is expressing its essence in accordance with its potential. How I interpret that depends on my point of perception, and that's what I take responsibility for. Do you see how absurd it is to assign blame to anyone or anything? No one can be other than they are at this moment. Everyone and everything is in a state of becoming. We don't blame a half-open flower for being half-open instead of fully open. It's on its way there, and it's perfect as it is. The world is as it is. Your life is as it is at this moment, and the content of your life is the perfect curriculum for the next step in your evolution. Radical responsibility is accepting this truth with a deep breath of gratitude. Radical responsibility is the key to empowerment. Accepting responsibility is accepting your own sovereignty. It's realizing I have the power to choose how I respond to whatever life brings. The more you accept and let go resisting whatever life brings, the more you own it as the perfection that is this moment of your life. You realize that problems are a matter of perception. We don't have to label something as a problem. That's one way of looking at it, but it's not the only way. Of course, we have preferences in life. There's no point denying that. The fact of experiencing something as a problem is already great information if you catch it because it gives you the opportunity to shift your perspective about it, to choose again. The truth is that circumstances are not a problem. We are the problem when there's a problem because we see all things through the distorted lens of our paradigm and therefore, and most importantly, we are also the solution. It's said that whenever we take one step towards God, God takes as many steps toward us as there are stars in the heavens. When you make the shift to radical responsibility, you are taking that step and you will experience an amplification of your spiritual power. 
Whenever you own your reality as called forth by you for your growth, you realize you are your own solution and you always have been. You're the only magic in your life. And there's a wiser part of us that knows this already. And when we go against this truth, somewhere deep down, we know that we're betraying ourselves, betraying our true power, the gift that we were given as humans. And we feel guilty. Taking radical responsibility is how to finally rid yourself of that deep down feeling that you're not good enough or that there's something wrong with you. When you take responsibility for your thinking, it allows you to tap into your true power. As soon as you let go of blame and take radical responsibility for the thoughts you think, you realize you really do have power and you start to feel better. And this is one way to completely eliminate your stress. It's all in how we think. Stress comes not from the outside, but from the inside, from how we think about things. Make this one shift and life gets easier because you're no longer swimming against the current. The bottom line is, if you don't embrace radical responsibility, you will always be overwhelmed and stressed out because without taking this step, you cannot transform. So what do you think? How about doing an experiment in your own life and for the next week, take absolute radical responsibility for everything in your reality. No blame, no. Just accept that if it's showing up, I brought it somehow. And I don't have to understand how or why things are happening as they are. All I have to do is take responsibility for my thinking about it. Am I creating suffering for myself and others because of my negativity or reactivity? Or am I ready to accept that whatever is right now is? And it's for my good somehow. Let me be open to receiving that good even if I can't see it right away. That's my prayer for you this week. If you'd like to go deeper and work together personally, please check out the links in the episode info. Everything's there. I hope you'll reach out to me if you feel called to do so. I'll see you next week. Meanwhile, walk in grace. Thank you for joining me in the grace space, where you're always in the right place. If you love this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so. Also, be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.